3: You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Branson. I'm on the grid and so is the raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. It's the Wicked Wednesday edition of the program, which means Lou from Gamblew.com is going to step up. And then uh, we've got a lot of stuff uh, to break uh, down, NHL hockey, UFC fighting, Major League uh, Baseball, golf, and everything else uh, in between. we got Major League Baseball news, suspensions, chaos. Oh, yeah, more rule changes because, you know, why not? Uh, by the end of the season, I think the World Series will be a, a three-inning uh, throwdown, <laughs> three innings, prime time, home run derby. Um, so we got a lot of stuff uh, to get to, including another early start uh, with the uh, Washington Nationals and the Toronto Blue Jays, yeah. a series that we're crushing. We're now 3-0 and on this show, um, two wonders in a row, Cash the Blue Jays ticket uh, yesterday. It's a little trickier uh, today. Pearson makes his uh, Major League Baseball debut, his first start. Uh, here this evening, uh, Blue Jays uh, young pitching prospect, a phenom, and uh, he gets Max Scherzer on the other side uh, of the hill. A lot of stuff to get to uh, today, Ken.
0: Yeah, no, and uh, we talked about it. We robbed the bank twice—two Jays as dogs, two unders. I'm thinking about robbing it three times. I like the under in this baseball game at eight and a half. Uh, Pearson is a, a top-notch prospect. He throws gas. Scherzer will be, uh, you know, probably electric for the Nationals, Gabe. I don't know where runs are going to be com- uh, where they're coming from. If we got unders with these other pitchers, it's going to be hard to get nine. I also have a lean to the Blue Jays. They're plus 145 in this baseball game, and uh, you know, if it's very, very tight. They can get things done. They've been fantastic against Washington. Washington's having problems hitting. I'm going to the bank for a third time, buddy.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's there's been some late steam uh, money coming in uh, right now on the Washington Nationals. The Toronto Blue Jays are up to plus one fifty four at FanDuel wow. and. You know, the Blue Jays right now are a better team than the Washington Nationals are. Max Scherzer is a stud, uh, but he's also a stud that's not on top of his game uh right now. He got lit up in that uh, exhibition game against the Philadelphia Phillies. I didn't think much of it. He said he wasn't concerned that he got hit hard again
0: uh in uh Yeah, he did. He did. He did get, okay. get hurt in his second in his second game. Marenzi too. No, he doesn't look like the Max Scherzer that uh, we that we know about and that we've come to know. And that's the thing. It's just I remember the last time too, off the top of my head, when Scherzer and the Jays got together it was a real pitchers' duel. They had they had problems. They had problems hitting them when they had the full lineup and guys. And they still don't have their stars back. So eight and a half to me. I think I think attacking the total in this game is the best way to approach this game. I think we just attack the total. We take the under. <clears throat> and if you don't wanna take the Jays, I love that juicy price at one plus uh, 54 there. But I, even on the run line, if the Nationals win by one run, I think we can do good there and uh, get them at plus one and a half and very, very low juice because the Nationals are such a big favorite now in this game. So, hey, I'm into it. We've done it two times in a row. We're 4-0 betting this series right now. Two, two unders, two underdogs in the Blue Jays, and I'm coming back the Toronto Blue Jays today with the under eight and a half in that game. There's also a couple other games on the schedule. We got uh, the Cleveland Indians and the White Sox. That game goes off at 6 too. So Jays right now they're just about to get the first pitch underway and the White Sox and Indians now six ten in that ball game. I know Yang's been hitting parlays out of his mind but uh, I like the White Sox in a rebound situation with uh, Giolito versus Plesak Morensi. So I think uh, the Blue Jays under and I'm going with the White Socks at six ten. Yeah, two
3: props that uh, I would suggest in this uh, baseball game are the strikeout uh, props. Uh, Matt Scherzer, you know, he he gives up uh, home runs, uh, but he also strikes out a lot of batters. I want to welcome all of our uh, radio affiliates. Uh, Shout out to uh, am Gable Marazzi. This is uh, Game Time uh, Decisions. We're on the clock uh, right now. Another Washington National Toronto Blue Jay game. This time it's the uh, Washington Nationals at the Toronto Blue Jays. Except, no, not even at Buffalo. It's actually in Washington, which is ridiculously stupid. uh, But there's a lot of things ridiculously stupid about uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, this year. So the Blue Jays are you know the designated home team. I like the strikeout props uh, here, guys. Uh, both Pearson and uh, Scherzer, I eight agree. and a half and three and a half. I think we're going to get there. Pearson should be able to give us four innings uh, or so, maybe five, uh, hopefully, but I'm expecting four with four or five uh, strikeouts. And whatever, dude. Scherzer had 11 strikeouts against the Yankees in the five innings. Uh, so I expect uh, Scherzer to mow down a bunch of over aggressive uh, J hitters, even though the Jays have been pretty patient uh, in the box. Scherzer has problems giving up uh, bombs right now, Cam. Okay? I and if there's one thing uh, the Blue Jays can do, that's all they do is really hit home runs, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. So I think they match up well with Max Scherzer. They'll strike out a lot, but they also might hit two or three home runs off them.
0: Couldn't agree more, and I think that Pearson prop is too low. Uh, He will probably be on a pitch count, but the type of electric stuff that he has is going to induce strikeouts. That's a low number, three and a half. I'm with you. I would not be surprised if he got anywhere between five and seven strikeouts. I like that one just as much, and you said it. Scherzer had the Yankees chasing. One thing the Blue Jays do is they have a lot of free swingers in that team. When they connect, it goes deep, but they strike out a lot too. A lot of solo bombs in this series. I love both pitching props over as well. Excellent point.
3: I got to tell you, there's a couple of uh, strikeout props on the board uh, here, Cam, that, that I don't know if they're traps, uh, but uh, if they are, I'm going to be falling right into the well uh, once again. <laughs> you know, like if Jacob yes. DeGrom is on the hill here tonight against, uh, against the Boston uh, Red Sox. Now, listen, DeGrom never gets any run support. That's one thing that we do no. know about uh, mm-hmm. Jacob DeGrom, but we also know that he strikes out a hell of a lot of batters. His prop is yes. seven and a half. Uh, tonight you know it just feels a little light for for DeGrom I
0: I would have put it at eight eight and a half I agree with you I think it's a little bit light and DeGrom the way the Mets are playing Gabe I, I have no problem with that and Boston they're not hitting well he might stay in the game for a long time
3: Garrett Cole on the board as well tonight
1: So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Murci throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, a lot of stuff uh, to get to, a lot of games, a lot of different uh, sports. We're on the clock uh, right now. A little more than 24 hours away uh, from the start of the NBA restart uh, with the Pelicans and the Utah Jazz on the board. That game's at 6:30 uh, Eastern time, uh, just for the record, actually. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be on live when that game uh, starts. It's hard, um, you know. It's it's hard to imagine the full slate of sports that are going to be going down on Saturday. But we'll have Major League Baseball, NBA basketball, and of course the NHL playoffs uh, start uh, on uh, Saturday. NHL exhibition of hockey um, started uh, last night, and you know the flow was pretty good actually. Can uh, the pace agree. was pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I've been talking about the playoffs, and I expect uh, me and George Kurtz were talking about this on Sports Rage Late Night uh, the other night. I expect the younger teams and the speed-based teams to have success um, in in this format. It's it's a little bit different. Like everybody's got fresh legs uh, right now. Yet I personally think, and as somebody that's uh, not 22 years old. <laughs> I know that a 22 year old getting on the ice and a 24 year old getting on the ice is going to start flying around more than a 38 year old on the ice, than a 36 year old uh, on the ice. You know, like a team like the Boston Bruins, they're a dangerous team. They're a mean team. They're also a team full of veterans and dudes that'll take a little while to get it dialed up. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, a lot of older guys on the team as well. I actually, it's one of the, you know, I actually like your Toronto Maple Leafs, in this format in this sense, at least early on. And then maybe they can get some momentum going, but teams like the Oilers, uh, teams like the Leafs, I think they can have some success. Good skating teams, Cam, I think can have some success in this format. We don't know. We've never been in this uh, pandemic format before, but that's my
0: opinion. I'm looking at speed-based teams, Cam, early. I agree, because what, do you, what what was Boston's strength? Intimidation. That's the way they played. The St. Louis Blues, suffocation. That's what they do, right? They hit you. They hurt you. Their fourth line bangs you. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit less contact. I think there's going to be more ice. The things that you can do, the face washes, the intimidation tactics. Yes, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the fastest teams in the league. I agree with you there. It's up to Freddie Anderson, a notorious slow starter, Gabe. And People don't remember, too. Anthony Assew, the guy that came over from the Detroit Red Wings, is now an Edmonton oiler. I don't think people understand how fast he is. Um, People are looking at Chicago as an underdog. I think Edmonton murders them. I don't care if Koskinen starts, Mike Smith, it doesn't matter to me. You brought up a good point. When it talked about team, team speed, the Oilers and Leafs are two of the fastest teams in the league. And the intimidation and all the other things you do after the whistle due to this COVID-19, I agree with you. I think it, uh, it's a big-time advantage for the teams with speed. And Toronto just needs confidence. They've always been knocked out by Boston. If they can find a way to get through the first round and you know start to figure things out, I think they'll be a dangerous club.
3: You know, the thing is, in hockey guys as well... You know, smaller teams, fast teams, finesse teams, you know, they can do well in the regular season. And then they get to the playoffs and the ice sort of gets smaller and people start, like, wearing them out a little bit more. Like, literally and figuratively. It's almost like UFC style. You know, when fighters Uh lean their weight up against the other fighter on the fence. In hockey, it starts to wear. Like, every little body check, every, like, lean in, wear on the guy, wear on the guy. And that's Mm -hmm. why you'll always seem like a a team like you always see a team like the Montreal Canadiens in the first round of the playoffs in the first three four games. You're like, damn, these guys are good. You're they're like (laughs) flying around like your man. Man, these guys are fast. And And then then about ten days later, half of them are (laughs) hurt. The other guys are scared to go in the corner anymore. The other guys are like going at half speed because they've had the living crap kicked out of them for the last two and a half weeks through a playoff series. You're not going to have that now. So, like, these teams are fresh. It's like, yeah, we're not all beat up. You haven't hit me 82 times. You haven't gone through the grind of an 82-game season. So, I'm telling you, I really believe this. I I sort of think the plotting, grinding teams could have a little bit of a problem, Cam. It's almost like modern sport, like run and shoot. I think offense wins in the NHL now. I think it's going to be hard to win these games in this bubble 2-1. I don't think we're going to have 2-1 games. I think it's going to be 5-4, 4-3. Four, four, There's going to be goals, man, because the defense is going to be a little bit slow. These kids can shoot. They're fast. There's going to be scoring opportunities. The goalies won't be in a zone yet. Trust me, I know. It takes a goalie a little while. You're just going to drop a goalie, and, and the pucks are coming fast. It's a tough spot. I'm expecting some goals. I'm
0: leaning offense, and I'm leaning speed and youth coming into the first round here. Yep, and I'll tell you another thing. Remember we broke it down? When we took the St. Louis Blues game, what did, what did they do? They slowly, methodically beat San Jose up. And I use the Python analogy, like a snake, they squeezed them till 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 San Jose couldn't breathe anymore. San Jose, first couple games flying around, ooh, look at us. And then the Blues pummeled them into the boards, into the boards, hit you again. You don't want to make that move. And then they took over and won. Couldn't agree more. I think teams like the Blues, hate to say it, uh, no repeat Stanley Cup champion, they're a good team. Colorado fits the mold of a team that's scary. The Leafs, they're very good. Edmonton, that's the thing. And I'll tell you, watch out too for these European players, Gabe. They haven't, uh, you know, with the COVID-19 stuff, these Swedes have been practicing for a long period of time. If you want to take a look at some long shots to win some awards, Pedersen of the Vancouver Canucks, like 50 to one. They have Gabe Landeskog. All these guys, these European players will have an edge in the first little while too. They've been practicing and playing a lot more. Couldn't agree more with the speed, buddy.
3: So the NHL playoffs uh, start on uh, Saturday, noon Eastern Time. The Rangers are the first uh, team up. The Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes, and then uh, following you got the Chicago Blackhawks and the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, we got NBA that starts at uh, tomorrow night, and I threw this out there uh, last night on Sports Rage uh, late night. I played it. I expect the line to move the Pelicans games at six at six thirty, guys. So a little more than twenty four hours away uh from now. I believe that there'll, there'll be more money coming in on the Pelicans uh before this game uh, tips off by tomorrow night. They're the they're the flashier, they're the sexier team true uh, than the Utah Jazz are. Uh Zion uh is back in the bubble. Zion is uh, set to play. And I you know I think a lot of casual feds aren't even fully aware like oh dear God, there's the NBA's for real on Thursday. They're mm-hmm. sort of caught up in baseball uh right now. There's a lot of stuff man we got ufc we got hockey we got golf we'll get the Cavs golf picks a little bit uh later on.
0: yeah uh that's the thing yeah no it's it's going to be absolutely crazy well, we got the golf tournament, Gabe, and uh, I'll be back on your late-night show, too. Uh, midnight tonight, I'll give you the six-pack, some good uh, top 10 and top 20 plays. Also with Kevin Walsh, uh, in-game live. I'm uh, doing uh, quadruple duty today, Gabe, so 8 to 10, I'm on uh, in-game. But, yeah, we'll go through everything. I will say this, though. If you like the Pelicans, I agree with your method. You take them now, because I would not be surprised if that line went to 3, 3.5 by the time that game tips. I'm actually going to wait and probably take the Utah Jazz. I think it's going to be a good... A very, very good game to middle. So I, the line is just going to keep on going and going and going. You said it. The New Orleans Pelicans are public darlings. Uh, they Everyone's going to bet these guys, and the line is going to move. If you like them, pull a Marinci and get them now. Take them even on the money line. I wouldn't even screw around with the spread because uh, I think we're going to get line value with the Utah Jazz in that game. I'm probably going to be betting on Utah. It's not going to be a popular player, a popular pick, but when the whole world is on um, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, I think I'm going to go the other way. And Utah's still a good basketball team. They still have guys on that team. They, you know, they got Mitchell, Gobert. They got guys who can play. So I'm not just going to sit back and say, oh, yeah, the New Orleans Pelicans are just going to destroy these guys. I see a lot of line value with a team like Utah when people pound and pound and pound the Pelicans into the ground. I don't think they're going to be able to there. keep up, Cam. Uh, I well that's my my opinion is I'm gonna get a good number. I like what you did though. Get it early because the line's gonna go anywhere. It's not going down, it's going up. I'll yeah, take my like chance with I'll Utah. Wait. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I say. Yeah, I'm not if you like the Pelicans, you take them now. Exactly. Yeah, if you like
3: if you like the Utah Jazz in this game, guys, uh Johnny Sixpack wait. and uh Suzy Housecoat are all gonna jump in uh, on the Pelicans. Uh, tomorrow. So we'll get into uh we'll get into some more uh, baseball. We've got a game coming more games coming up uh before seven o'clock actually. The Cincinnati Reds, the biggest money burners in baseball uh right now. These guys just yep. can't get on track. Uh we'll break that down and more. Lou's gonna step up in it as well. Gamble
0: news and betting update you want the tapping edge get on the grid we got tons of news as marcy said today breaking news all over the board Kansas City Chiefs running back and Super Bowl hero Damian Williams. He's opting out of the upcoming NFL season. Williams rushed for 104 yards on 17 carries in that Super Bowl win over San Francisco. New York Giants veteran left, left tackle Nate Solder opting out as well. Uh, he has a history of testicular cancer and the association of COVID-19 risks just too much. He also has a young child at home battling cancer. Miami Dolphins first round pick Tua tagovailoa He passed his physical and could practice without limitations. Tua worked his way back from the hip injury and he'll battle veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins' starting job. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson endorsing wide receiver Antonio Brown as a possible free agent addition to the Ravens today after working out with him in the offseason. Brown's cousin Marquise already on the team. The NFL still has to finish their investigation of Antonio Brown on allegations of sexual misconduct and assault. The 49ers have agreed to uh, contract extension with general manager John Lynch through the 2024 season. Notre Dame, they're joining the ACC conference this college football season. They'll play an 11-game schedule with one non-conference contest the ACC campaign will begin September 7th to 12th Virginia Tech cornerback Caleb Farley a potential first-round pick opting out of his college season to prep for the NFL the University of Texas now exploring how to host football games at a 25 percent capacity instead of previously thought 50 percent at their stadium we got MLB action all over the board right now let's get you to the live scoreboard Colorado right now they are up on Oakland three to one in the top of the ninth inning Arizona and Texas tied at two They're in the bottom of the seven, Washington and Toronto top of the second, scoreless. We got Chicago and the White Sox at Indians 0-0 in the bottom of the first inning. Dodgers reliever Joe Kelly suspended eight games for his role in Tuesday's bench-clearing brawl versus Houston. I'm not a fan of throwing at people's head. He gets eight games. Miami's team outbreak now 18. One more test positive for coronavirus. The Marlins will now be able to play baseball at least until Monday they'll be off. The Phillies, on the other hand, two negative tests for COVID-19 for a second straight day. They're back in action Saturday when they play a double dip against the Toronto Blue Jays. Nick Marquecas returning to action for the Atlanta Braves after opting out of 2020. 36-year-old is the first player of 14 who will actually returned to action after opting out. The Nationals getting a huge boost soon. Juan Soto been cleared to return to play after missing the entire season so far because of that positive COVID-19 test. He hopes to resume workouts by August 1st and the NBA and NBA PA, PA announcing today no more positive tests out of 344 players tested. The bubble's working. The NBA tipping off tomorrow. Commissioner Silver says he will respect peaceful protest from the players as well and good news for the lakers star anthony davis he plans on playing versus the clippers on thursday night that's the opening night of the nba restart i'm cam stewart that's your sports grid news and betting update now back to host Gabe etsy on game time decisions
3: game time decisions continues i am Gabe etsy throwing it down with a raging redhead cam stewart lou from uh, gamblu.com ready to step up and then and, and uh, join us we're talking uh ufc nhl uh, we'll get into some Major League uh, Baseball as well. The Blue Jays and the Nationals uh, still scoreless. We're on the Blue Jays in the under once again, as we've been the last uh, couple of days on the show. We're also banging on these uh, strikeout uh, props uh, before six um, Wednesday. What? Uh, let me just make sure before we bring uh, Lou in here. So I want to make sure yep. we're talking about uh, uh, the Cubs, uh, the Cubs, six forty. Yeah, the Cubs and the Reds. Man, the Reds, one and four right now, burning money, 640. So we'll get you ready uh, for that that game. It's still scoreless between the White Sox and the Indians right now. In the second, LouGambleau.com joins us. Lou, it's always a pleasure, sir. How you doing?
4: It's always my pleasure, Gabriel. How you doing? Uh, I, I can say that I am a one baseball future guy, and it's the under 32 and a half with the White Sox. And one or two series does not a season make, but those look like the same old White Sox to me.
3: Yeah, you know what? Uh,
4: you're breaking Cam's heart. What you
3: heard? What I heard you say? You got one future that's on the under. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's the other Sox. I was going to say, "Oh, you're looking good uh, with the Boston yes, Red yes. Sox." Uh, Lou. So what? You decided to uh, uh, you decided to buy into the Chicago uh, White Sox uh, hype this year, Lou?
4: No, I faded it. I took the under Fated 32 them. and a yeah, so half. And I just thought. No, not I'm not
3: buying the in a bit. The White Sox, the Reds, um Tampa was heavily Tampa- hype, but they're actually good, though.
4: Well, we'll see. Again, uh, I don't think you should be ripping up any tickets yet, nor should you be celebrating. There's a lot left, but, I mean, I'm watching hockey up here right now. Uh, There's baseball going on, and I'm not an NBA guy whatsoever, but there's NBA starting up, too. So, I mean, you guys got to be busy, you have to be happy, and I know the handicappers for the other sports get a chance to work now and join us UFC guys that have been, you know, grinding for a couple months now. Yeah,
3: quickly about the White Sox. I wouldn't panic. I think the Reds are in bigger trouble no. than the White Sox are right now. The White Sox have had a really difficult schedule uh, so far to start the season. You know, they're going to get an opportunity to beat up on, on some teams uh, before uh, this is done. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll get into some UFC, but we're in a hockey uh, mood because the hockey playoffs oh, yeah. are back uh, starting on uh, Saturday Saturday. How are you approaching this, Lou? Are you betting the series is? Are you taking a look at the games on Saturday? What's your approach uh, as far as uh, from a handicapping and uh, betting approach?
4: You, you guys know me. This may not surprise you. It's not great radio for people that want to bet because my tactic for this is that I, I don't have any advantage right now. I'm reading the same thing the handicappers are reading. I'm reading the same thing everyone else is reading, and really that's nothing. So this is going to be a nine-day period where except for on the 2nd and the 9th, which is when there's UFC cards, I will watch every game from start to finish. I'm going to be running the office from here. Uh, But I will be watching the first nine days, and I will not make a bet. I've made one future bet that I posted on my webpage today, and, and that's available to everyone. It's a St. Louis for the Campbell, and it's a St. Louis for the Cup bet. That's all I've done so far. And everything I do will come uh, and I'm going to be active, and I'm really looking forward to this season. But I'm not going to do anything until the nine days are over. And all the guys that need action that are guessing and trying to guess right the, some of them I hope will guess right, and some may not. I know this when the nine days are over, I'll have advantage. Uh, and I think that's when it's going to suit me best to jump in and get involved right before the tournament actually starts.
3: I like the Blues. I like the Blues through the regular season. I thought that people were sort of sleeping on them once again. I thought they were sort of poised and the type of guys that could go on another deep run uh, once again. I don't know, though, now. And like you said, none of us know, Lou, right? We're all speculating uh, coming into this restart uh, right now. Now, I've heard people that cover the St. Louis Blues say that they're not quite the same, that they're not fully into this sort of quarantine and... You know, the, you know, the bubble that has taken a little bit of their the edge off. Me, Cam, we're talking earlier, and Cam, that's the thing. We'll see if the St. Louis Blues. I actually, you know, it's all speculation. It's just our opinions, but that's what I get paid to do and have. So I think the Bruins and the Blues, the further they go on, the tougher they'll be and the more normal it'll be. But I'm saying, like, you want to knock off the Boston Bruins, Cam, you do it in the first round this year. Same with the Blues, right? Like before, I like I talked about it earlier, Lou. I expect the veteran teams to sort of take a, a week or two, maybe a couple of weeks, to even get it dialed up, and they're going to have to survive the first round, uh, then to get it dialed up. So you know, it's it's interesting. I can't wait to see how it plays out. You know, that, that's what that's what the you know is so cool about this five game playoff series is right out of the awesome. gate, starting uh, Saturday Saturday
4: morning. So yeah, go on. So I want to butt in on you there. So my information come out coming out of St. Louis is is that led by Bennington, they have a chip. They don't like that they've been overlooked, and that's a big part of why I bet them. And I believe that because I have people. In St. Louis. So, uh, so again, is my information good or not? I don't know. We'll find out in in some time. Uh, but I want to kind of agree with what you're saying there, you and Cam, and, and I want to say the same thing maybe a different way, and that is... Uh, that it's, to me, uh, this year in hockey, I'm looking for continuity. So I want a good mix of veteran and youth. Everybody's healthy, so we don't have to worry about that. I want a a stable coaching entity and a mature team because they play, like a a Boston is example, uh, Exhibit A. Uh, I think to a degree, so is Tampa Bay. The, issue, the difference between Tampa and Boston is Boston doesn't need the pre- precision, the speed, and the timing and the intricacy that Tampa does. And so teams like Boston that play from the goal out that have veteran leadership and great stable coaching as a team like the Blues, a team maybe like the Golden Knights, but those are the teams that I'm selecting. And if you rely on speed, precision, and timing or special teams, you're going to get discounted from me early on.
3: Lou Lougamble.com uh, uh, with us. All right, uh, Lou, let's get in. Let's get into the fights, the UFC. So they're back. Um, they're back uh, from the Middle East uh, right now, they're back into the smaller octagon in Las Vegas uh, at the Apex Center. Lou,
4: back to Vegas in the Apex, and you know I had my doubts, guys, if they were going to make it back, but. Uh, it looks like they're going to do it, and, and the environment there, there is as safe or close to as safe as it was uh, in Abu Dhabi. And I'm tickled now that they're establishing both uh, sites because this card has uh, a, a, a couple, one Russian, one Brazilian uh, and a bunch of Americans. And the last card had pe- fighters from 15 different countries. So he's now being able to start to utilize uh, a domestic location and a foreign location. And I'm 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 tickled. I'm i I love the guy's tenacity because we're going to be handicapping fights from now till the end of the year and a- and into 2021. All right. So what do you make uh, what do you make of the main
3: event uh, here, Lou? Um, minus three ten. I was surprised to see it uh, at this little bit this high for a young fighter, but a young fighter that a lot of people uh, a lot of people think is a future champion. Twenty two year old, eleven and uh fighter uh, has been dominant uh, in the UFC. To step up in class uh, though for Edmund here right now. What do you make of this fight, uh, Luke?
4: I think he hit it right on the head, my friends, but a huge step up in class, okay? He's he's not been into the second round outside of his UFC debut against Darren Stewart, who at the time he fought him was slow and sluggish. After that, Charles Byrd, Jack Marshman, and Brad Tavares, whose name is good, but we got to understand, Brad Tavares is a shell of the fighter that fought Robert Whittaker some years ago. So the question with Shabajan is not his youth, not his speed or his explosion. He's a great striker. He's been able to take a lot of these men to the ground quite easily, but he steps up in class against a guy that I think has a little bit better wrestling pedigree than him as well, a guy that's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he knows the situation he's being put in. You have to understand his only four losses in his last three years have been to Anderson Silva, Jacare Souza as Adesanya and Whitaker and in both Whitaker and Adesanya's cases they beat Brunson to go to the championship which is what the whole organization is setting up and I don't think Brunson's having too much of it uh, what that means to me is I think we'll get his best focused effort on Saturday night and right now I, I'm i not willing to say I'm going to bet him but I'm going to be quiet I'm going to let the parlay players lean on Shabaj and get maybe uh, Brunson instead of 250 260 see if I can't get gl- get closer to 300. But if I bet that it's Brunson or nothing.
3: Lou, from a fight fan perspective, I think you can make a strong argument that the fight of the night here will be Randy Brown and Vincente Luque. Fun fight. And Randy Brown's an intriguing fighter, uh, Lou, a guy who I give credit to. I, you know, you've, I've seen the, the rapid uh, or the, um, you know, the improvement, the development of his game, um, the expansion uh, of his game. And he's a dangerous fighter right now. Uh Luque's a, a badass uh, as well. What what do you make of uh this fight, Lou? It's gonna be gonna be a fun one. I thought it'd be you know, I'm surprised that uh the number's as big as it is. You know, I thought this would be more of a 130 or a 140 uh fight. And uh, right now I see um you know Randy Brown is plus one fifty eight. Uh Luke minus one hundred eighty eight. That surprised me a little bit, uh, Lou. So yeah, value uh,
4: with we- Brown. Uh, I have to agree with that and there's there's reasons I do like Brown in this fight and Sorry, uh we'll get into thought. him on the
3: other side Hold that thought. Yes sir. Game time sentence continues. I am Gabriel Redstone, throwing it to down with the Ranger Redhead, Cam Stewart, as well as Lou uh Gamble.com. Joining us right now, just quickly before we get back to the MMA uh, with Lou. You can find Lou over at uh Gamblu.com and on Twitter at Gambleo. Uh the Cincinnati Reds, biggest money burners in baseball uh so far. Going off the board here in a moment, uh Cam, what do you make of uh this game?
0: Uh I am actually gonna take the Cincinnati Reds, Gabe, uh, and I'm, 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 hey, they burned money before, but I think it's a good spot for them with Sonny Gray. So I believe in Sonny Gray. I think it's Pickham Price. Uh, K- Kendricks is a guy that looked pretty good in his opener, but I'm on Cincinnati today, Gabe. Just because they lost, I don't get off the train yet. It's a long season. Cincinnati, I hope it's their day today.
3: One and four start. I'll tell you what, yeah, Hendricks was amazing. Hendricks was he amazing was. Uh, in, in his uh, debut. Strikeout he prop, was. four and a half, uh, shaded to the over, but that's just too low. We're going to jump in. We're all about the strikeout props uh, here tonight. And for the record, Pearson has two uh, KOs right now for the Jays, still scoreless. And Max Scherzer has two as well. Mm-hmm. Lou uh joining us. All right, uh, Lou. So I sort of jumped around the car just because I was excited about that fight. So I brought up the Luke and Randy Brown uh, fight, and well done, as, uh, very, very well done, uh, Lou. I shouldn't have even stepped on you on the way out. And he said, well, I'll share the rest of my thoughts on the other side after the break. <laughs> You've come a long way uh, from like two years ago when you used to speak through the commercial breaks.
4: <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> we love you, Lou. <laughs> and now, now you're like,
3: you're stopping on a dime better than I
4: am. Very, very oh, all this technology makes system. it easy.
3: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Very impressive, Lou. So, uh, See, so as you were saying about Randy Brown, yeah, you can tell the kid's just gotten better over the years. Added more to his game, Uh, Luke. Used to just sort of be a grinder. Now he can knock you out too. He can punch you in the face.
4: Uh, Striking rapidly improving, though. I still don't really view him as a power striker. Uh, I do give him a wrestling edge here because I've never seen Luke use his BJJ, and we saw that Luke had trouble navigating Stevie Thompson, who was very deft, cute, long and uh, could move pretty well. So I don't know that Randy Brown really is going to take that same approach. I think he tries to while it's on the feed, only long enough. I I really think Randy Brown can wrestle Luke up here. I already bet Randy Brown p- plus 165. I would recommend anyone right now um, you, to, to go ahead and take a price that's good because we don't know what could happen. But I do like Randy Brown here. Um, normally I want to wait on an underdog and, and let the price rise a little bit, but I don't know if this price will hold this long. Uh, Randy Brown has tremendous physical attributes. He's taller, longer, uh, and – like I say, a better wrestler. So I think he's a live dog in in this position. And you picked the fight, Gabriel, uh, Luke, and Brown, as well as the main event Shabajian and Brunson. These are these are fights where the the winner is going to be propelled, and the loser is going to free fall a little bit. And so they're both telling critical fights within the card. And there's a couple of them like that. Yeah, Joanne Calderwood
3: is is one of those uh, fights. Mm. This uh, the women's fight, uh, Lou. Is uh, is one of those uh, fights, but what what do you make of uh, any, any opinion on uh, Calderwood and uh, Jennifer Maya?
4: No, no, not a strong one. Except that if Maya can get it to the, gr- let me put it a different way, Maya must get it to the ground to have any chance in this fight. And I don't think she can. I think Calderwood, by deciding to fight, even though Shevchenko uh, was hurt, uh, tells me that she's she's ready and amped up and ready to go. And I think that uh, if she keeps it on the feet, she's going to have an easy time. Not an easy time, but I think she'll piece Maya up uh, and look good and then be ready for her championship fight against Shevchenko.
3: Another fighter that's greatly improved, Joanne Calder. What you see? She's put the work in over the years. She just used to be just sort of a crazy, tough Scottish chick that was just kind of a yeah. brawler. She wasn't really that good, but she had a heart, like yeah. big heart, and she was just tough. She went to TriStar. <sighs> Starts to come together a little bit. She's got the mental toughness now, 33 years old. Good for her, you know. Uh, she'll get murdered against Shevchenko. She'll end up in the hospital for two months, uh, but...
4: <laughs> but you're right. Not this fight. <laughs> she, she did struggle mentally early in her career, and, you, and you, you brought up all the, all the you know, salient points. I totally agree, but she is no match for Shevchenko. I, I equate Shevchenko as co-heir to the goat of women's MMA, Nunez and Shevchenko. I do not give Nunez advantage over Shevchenko uh, based on the two fights those two women had and the fact that Shevchenko is naturally 125 and Nunez is 140.
3: I, you know, listen, we don't have time to get into the, the debate. I will agree I get when Nunez leaves, Shevchenko will be the new queen. Uh, but wins matter. I, told, I totally yeah. get it. Uh, Nunez is just unbelievable. Shyshenko a, is a killer
4: as well. Um, so what about... Yeah, Manuva I want to stay to this card. I'm, I didn't mean to digress. Yeah. I want to stay to this no, card because no. I like some dogs. So. Well, we haven't argued in a couple of weeks. We can get
3: into a little debate there. But
4: we, <laughs> yeah, don't no, uh, have uh, enough uh, uh, It's not, not enough time
3: now, Lou. We'll
1: <laughs> save it for next that. week. It's only, it's, yeah,
3: it's only, yeah, it's only uh, an hour show, fellas. I'm not going to pick Amanda Nunez's <laughs> hill to die on either. I got other beefs. I love it. Um so you got Lando out and Bobby Green and if not if not that fight, you know, what other what are you looking at? Anything you like on this card that stands out to you? Besides yeah, the fights we I, talked I like, about? I,
4: I like a new kid coming in. His name is Manus, he's fighting Borg. Uh, Borg is a guy that really wanted to fight at 25, but he's he can't make weight, and he's a touch undersized at 35. This fights at 135. He's fighting a kid in Manus that's coming from a regional circuit, but he's also had UFC competition. He got beat by a guy named Lapalus. That was his loss. That said, he beat a Canadian named Arnett, who you guys probably know, and he that's a good fighter. Uh, Manus is is 510 to Borg's 54. He's going to have a 72-inch reach advantage to Borg 63. Borg's going to have to wrestle in this fight and get inside and I think Manus has enough wherewithal at 29 and a kid that's been dying to get into the UFC. He can keep him in the outside and I think he I don't want to say he'll finish him, but I think Manus is in a really really good spot as a plus 195 dog or better. Yeah, we're seeing a lot, you know,
3: and and trends don't carry over into the next card. Every fighter is different, so to speak. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, Lou, these guys right now during this pandemic that I sort of took a shot at before when well, we did get into a disagreement. When I said, let's just be real, yeah, they're not all they're not all really UFC caliber fighters that are fighting uh, right now. But as you stated. There's a lot of these fighters. Like, I questioned a young girl, man. She was 20 years old, 19. I was like, man, this girl's not ready.
0: She was
1: good. They're just throwing
3: in her. She was great. You know what I mean? There's (laughs) been a couple of dudes, 30-year-olds, you know, coming in here that never got a shot before. Now they did, and they took advantage of that. So I'm not going to hold them against it. And I can see where you're coming from uh, here with Madison. You know, Borg's been through so much, man. The guy got hit in the face with a dolly, glass in the dolly. His kid nearly Mm -hmm. died. He needs money. His kid costs a lot of money to take care of. He fights all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to be a little bit worn out, Lou. And then you got a hungry 29-year-old coming in here, like, that's fresh and ready to fight.
4: Yeah, a guy that's going to have to cut to make 135 against a guy that needs to try and get up to 135. It's just a terrible setup for Borg. I will say this. My observations in the last year to 18 months is – these kids coming from the regional scene are much more adapted and prepared for the UFC than they were back some years ago. That's that's a general observation, yeah. but I think it to be true. Yeah, but not and not just sort of like the champs. Oh, he was a PFL champ,
3: or oh, he was this champ. You don't have to be a champ. Just sort of a you know a hungry fighter that's kind of flown under the radar. And there's been there's been quite a few uh, of these guys. One guy that's not a young hungry fighter flying under the radar, Cam's guy. Short fuse. This yeah. Uh, Ed Herman. <laughs> Ed
1: 39 Herman,
3: thirty nine years yeah. old,
4: <laughs> still Herman. gone.
3: I've met yes. Ed Herman a couple of times, and I'll tell you, like, um, he is surly <laughs> He like, he, like he, he is, like he is, like you think he is, Lou. Like you, know I mean? like you sort of like typecast Ed Herman, and that's Ed Herman. Like in real life, like what are you looking at? Like he's one of those guys. You got a problem? <laughs> like as he's having a drink. You know, but nice, nice enough guy, but man, this guy, real veteran of the sport. I'm looking back. He had his first UFC fight, guys. Uh, Wow. In 2006 against Kendall Grove. Unreal. Kendall Grove. Wow. That's a name out of the past. Yeah. Jason McDonald, (laughs) tough guy out of Edmonton. I don't know if you remember him, uh, Lou. You know him. Yeah, I I know him. uh, Well, man, this guy fought everyone. Kendall Grove, Jason McDonald, an Scott Smith, yeah. our boy from Winnipeg, Joe Dirksen, Damian Maya, Alan Belcher, David the Crow. So basically, he's fought every Canadian fighter ever. <laughs> uh, my it's friend true. Aaron Simpson. <laughs> yeah, it's true. My friend Aaron Simpson in Lou's Backyard. Good guy, uh, great guy, Aaron Simpson. Uh, Arizona State, That's Tim right. Kruder, Kyle. No, man, Ed Herman's fought everybody. <laughs> What do you make
4: of that uh, fight against Mearshart? I, I, real quiet, like I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to notice that he's a dog, and by fight time, he's going to be a bigger dog. Uh, the only way to go here for me would be to take the dog Herman in this fight. Uh, Mearshart's going to have speed. And I think he's probably the better fighter. That said, uh, Herman's more acclimated to the 205 because Mearschardt's stepping up to to meet Herman in this weight class. It's a one-off. If anything, over one and a half, I'm seeing minus 140, minus 150. Uh, I could see these two guys uh, making a go of it for a little bit. Uh, But I'd lean to Herman. Any opinion, Lou, on the Spicely and Marcus Perez fight? None whatsoever, but I do want to get out of here and tell you that this Jonathan Martinez, he's the guy that that lost a split decision to Andre Uhl, and and he's fighting a guy named Frankie C- Sainz, who's... From yeah. Phoenix, and he, he's basically Cejudo's training partner at Fight Ready. Do not underestimate Frankie Science and, and the market is. Jonathan Martinez, because he, he lost a close split decision that most people thought he should have won, they're on him like they got tomorrow's sports page. And uh, while Martinez is younger, taller, longer, and a lefty, I think Sainz is going to come in here and truck this kid. I am not convinced of Martinez, and I know what Frankie Science has, and that's heart, grit, desire, and he's a nice plus underdog. Uh, Frankie Science, the mannest kid, and Randy Brown, three dogs, and we haven't seen a lot of dogs uh, since the eighth, since the uh, May 9th UFC came back into business Favorites, 89 and 37, running 70.6. But I'm firing on underdogs this weekend, guys. What's that tell you? Lou Gambler.com. Lou's walking the pooch
3: uh, this week. All right, uh, Lou, so we'll let you get back to your hockey uh, research. I I like your attitude. You've got more patience uh, than most people do. But I tell people this all the time. I will watch sporting events. I don't have money on. It's usually college football. Like you know, I'm flicking around I'll have money on the games, but I'll stop and I'll watch other games that I don't have money on for future reference points. Right? Bingo. You can't you can't replace yes. seeing the teams play. You can read all the data you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch I-tet. the
3: teams play, and it sets up for the future. And we know this in the fight game, Lou. Right hey, yeah, this guy won, but we're going to fade him next time because everyone's buying in, right? You set it up. It's setting up your shot, guys. you know what? You got to actually watch the games. You know what I mean? You watch these sports. Yep. So, um, you know, it's as simple as that. LouGamblou.com. Great stuff
4: as always, Lou. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everyone.
3: All right, Cam, we're on the clock uh, right now, except, nah, not really. We're really not. <laughs> the next game's up at <laughs> 7.05. There's a bunch yeah. of games at 7.10. Uh, we'll get to your golf on In Game uh, Live here. We still have another hour to go uh, with uh, with me and yep. Cam. Are you on uh, In Game Live, like, all night tonight, too? Or is, like, yeah, is it Dave, a Cam uh, Stewart
0: marathon today? It is. Wednesday's become the marathon day. I started at uh, 8 o'clock uh, with Dane. And I go past uh, midnight with you tonight, and I got, uh, after this, Walsh and myself, 8 to 10, take a little bit of a break. Maybe I'll have a couple beers, and I'll join you at midnight for Sports Rage Late Night Edition. Yeah, and I did the morning show with Dane and those guys, too. So it's been a long one for the bear today.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of takes a little shine off. Like uh, I feel like, Dave, I'm like, yeah, like you're taking shine off. You're doing other shows before Sports Rage Late Night. It's like going yeah. on the Johnny Carson show, and I find out you're doing Letterman, like, you know, a half hour before. It's like, yeah, it's we, we, we've got uh,
0: Hey, I can only do what I'm told, Maranci. Don't worry, I'll you're bring in my demand. A game, buddy. Yeah, what can you do? You're, you're, in,
3: you're in demand.
0: <laughs> <Black> <laughs>
3: you Wednesday.
0: Yes. Okay, so <laughs> the next game up
3: the next game up is the Brew Crew, oh, our main man team Kyle I to
0: punch in Atlanta. God, I I'm starting them. to hate those I hate
3: guys. It. And hate's I, a strong yeah, you word, but I really yeah, don't like them. No, 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 the Brewers. I'm tired of it. The Brewers have cost me twice this year, but it's like minus 184, minus 190. I'm sick of it. And even when they win, when I bet on them, I got to go 13 innings. Like, they can't even score when they get a free run on second base camp. They had to go to
0: 11 innings to win that game. Oh, I know. They're useless. Did you see what they did the other game, too? They pissed it away. Former Blue Jay, Justin Smoke, nice air. Uh, Pittsburgh came back and tied up that game. They had control. They had a five-run inning. This team, Gabe, and they're minus 180 every night. I'm with you. I think they win tonight, but the brew crew have cost me more than anything. That's the thing. Cincinnati at least loses a pick These guys are close to $2. Pass. Yeah, I'm not don't touching. Them. I got
3: to stay away. I'm just i I'm not in. Don't One win. thing we can tell don't you, win. though, they're, they're, the Brewers are 22-7. In the last 29 games, the Woodruff has started.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like them tonight, too. I liked them. I like them. I like them.
3: Thank you.